no church service on Good Friday, and then obviously there's no Easter vigil on Saturday night and or Mass on Easter Sunday. So it's a very different time. But you still want to feel like it's Easter. I have a way that it can feel like Easter. And especially for some of my friends, really from all over the state, but especially uh, those that are familiar, PR, Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They are open. Rhode Island's number one garden center is open. They are open for the season. And by the way, they are fully compliant with the state. And they have set up a safe environment when you arrive. And I can attest to that. I was just there the other day. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have a beautiful selection of pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers and bowls. Now, they are located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're right off of Route 4. They're right down from Tarbox Toyota. It's Debbie and Steve and Junior. Easter plants. Tulips, daffodils, hydrangeas, hyacinthias, landscape materials available, screen loam, black brown, hemlock mulch, stop in. It is Easter week. And remember, with everything going on, you can certainly be outside your home. You can certainly be, uh, this is still a time you want to have your home. A lot of people obviously take pride in their property and you want to do that. They'll also deliver. So if you call them at 295-4399, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. So whether you're Melissa Brooks or anyone who's out and about today, stop in and see them. They are open. It is Rhode Island's number one garden center. And their flowers, everything is just fantastic. Now, the easiest way to reach them, because I do talk about them, is I think the easiest way is on their Facebook page. And I do hold it up and I share it. PR materials and garden center i'm going to hold up the photo i think the facebook page is terrific but this is a nice uh, picture i'm holding up to everybody good morning everybody on facebook live easter plants tulips hydrangeas landscape material all for your yard look at those beautiful flowers that are going to look great at your home so folks you want to spark things up and on top of that i'll tell you these beautiful flowers at pr landscape materials and garden center island's number one garden center it, it adds a little joy it brings a little life because there's so much life to them with these beautiful colors stop it and see them 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown debbie see they're so talented they're waiting for you they are open and they are compliant with the state and they have a very safe environment when you arrive pr landscape materials in garden center well folks we've made it to thursday now today just uh give you kind of a rundown it's the normal type of lineup where uh, well, obviously, I'm on now. And then next hour, we'll have attorney Tim Dodd. We have some great stories. Tim Dodd will weigh in regarding the battle going on right now with Governor Amundo and the Providence Mayor, Alorza, where Alorza is attempting to stay relevant and imposing new restrictions in the city of Providence that the governor, they've been kind of doing a push-pull a little bit, going back and forth. Um, I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Governor Amundo's daily press briefing We will be carrying that today at 1 o'clock. We will be carrying that. And I also want to make mention. Now, several people, if you have followed those briefings, you've heard. And I do want to credit uh, the governor's people. When I'll give credit when credit is due. They have been um, soliciting and taking my questions. I'm going to play for you yesterday. Dr. Scott even went out of her way to say that, uh, that I had asked what she called a very important question. Only time they used that yesterday. But I want to um, just implore some of you to, before you reach out to me, I do have many people reaching out to me asking, could you ask the governor this? Or could you ask Dr. Scott this? And I'll just give you a great example. And again, I'm not trying to make anyone defensive. And I understand it's a very difficult time. And everyone is going through it. So I don't want you to think that I'm not sensitive to some of the things that people are going through. But all I want to mention about that is, before you reach out to me, I just implore you and and encourage you to first see if you can get an answer at the root source. I had someone that said that they have a family member in a nursing home and they uh, sent me an email asking, John, could you ask the governor, why is it that the people at Twin River can go for an immediate test? But uh, I I don't remember whether it was a mother, a father or an older relative in the nursing home and they have to wait for a little while. So I responded. Right. I responded to the email. What did the nursing home say when you asked them that question? And then they responded. What do you think they responded? Oh, I didn't ask them. Well, what do you mean you didn't ask them? Instead of before me asking the governor, why don't you ask folks? I mean, this is like in some ways people are too concerned what others are doing. And other times they just people, you know, how many people and they say, you know, that it's fake news and everything else. Well, then the, the media 
is getting things wrong. Some things, it is a fluid situation. And there are many situations where the policies are changing. So I encourage you, if you have a question that can be answered, it's a matter of picking up the phone. And very politely, by the way, I would inquire at that particular nursing home, hey, I have a question. My whoever it is, my mother, father, grandmother, aunt, uh, they are there. Um, can they get tested? Uh, why does it does it still take a couple of days or could they speed that up? I mean, at least see what they say before you ask me to go to ask a question, because I don't want to then ask something that that would be wrong information. There's something else we are going to um, touch on next hour. You don't want to miss this with Tim Dodd. It is interesting to me that Governor Raimondo is basically saying if you show up at that Twin River parking lot and you can register online if you heard the press briefing yesterday they say it's sponsored by cvs go online to cvs.com you don't need it's free i demonstrated how to do it on monday today is thursday and you don't need a doctor's note it's free you just have to register to make an appointment that you're going to pull up to the twin river parking lot so as you can imagine and number one i didn't even think of this so people are walking into cvs thinking that's where you go to get tested and they obviously were unprepared for that so then they're sending the people away now you have people infected going into cvs number two some people saying i don't have a car i want to be tested right away what can i do about that i'll be curious to see if they somehow address that other people is the bus going to take me there uh, there, there's so much, folks. Um, unfortunately, in a situation like this, I've, as I've tried to calmly and patiently explain to many of you, this this is a little bit of survival time. We're we're seeing some people that have become so comfortable reliant on the government, the state, others providing things for them that when they actually have to provide for themselves. And this isn't a criticism, it's more of an observation, but some people seem lost by that. And you're really seeing it with the schools. You know, the schools started off, you have kids from uh, impoverished homes, and so therefore we're going to provide them breakfast and lunch so they have nutrition. And that was just meant as a crutch to get them to the school day. And what happens? As soon as there's no school, a lot of the parents saying, hey, where's my, you got to feed my kid breakfast and lunch. As if, you know, a banana, bowl of Cheerios, little thing of orange juice. These people do have EBT cards. I don't know what they spend the money on. My kid has no lunch. I mean, you could make a sandwich, uh, white bread, peanut butter and jelly. I, I don't know, tuna fish. Uh, what, these, these people, do? they do receive EBT cards. I don't know what they're doing with this. But it, it is astounding in some ways to see just how reliant people have become on the government, on the state. Another element of this that we I do get into next hour with with Tim Dodd is Governor Armando did say you're supposed to be keeping a daily journal. And if you show up at Twin River and you get tested, you have to hand over the journal. If you don't have that, they're not going to test you. Now, something about that, the governor has reached out, and I have it on my website, petro.com The governor has reached out to those that are undocumented illegals saying, don't be fearful. If you go to the testing site, you will see official looking people. You will see National Guard. Don't be afraid. They're not immigration people. No one's going to ask you any questions. I, I understand that. And what we don't need is we don't need the pandemic breaking out in the illegal area pockets of the state. And let's face it, there's certain pockets that have many people that are living in the country illegally, Silver Lake, parts of South Providence, uh, the uh, area of Providence over near the Cranston Street Armory, uh, certainly off of Truckstone Avenue, some of those areas. You have huge portions of Central Falls uh, and also Pawtucket, Woonsocket. But you, you do have concentrated pockets, East Providence as well. But I'm talking about big pockets of a lot of people living illegally in the country, therefore in the state. And what I'm saying is we don't want a huge breakout there. But at the same time. So the illegal is not being asked any type of, are you a citizen? Do you have paperwork? I mean, I, I have heard that if you show up, you have to prove you're a Rhode Island resident and you have to show some kind of a document. Because otherwise, you have people from Massachusetts trying to get in on the free testing that Rhode Island has through CBS. But when you think about it, so an American citizen, you, wherever you live that you're listening to this, Smithfield, Lincoln, pick a community, you show up and you don't have your journal. And I'd be curious to see if Governor Raimondo reverses that, because first she said you're not going to get tested if you don't have that. And it does seem 
if I want to be offer uh, what I think is constructive, fair criticism, it does seem a double standard where the illegal, whatever you want to call it, undocumented immigrant, whatever we're going to, I'm not going to pick fights during the pandemic. Um, but they are allowed to show up with virtually no paperwork and they are tested and I think they have the translator there. But if, you know, Harry from Lincoln shows up or Jim from Smithfield or pick someone or Kenny from Cumberland, uh, if you don't have your journal and proper documentation, then you're like sent on your way. Now, that does not seem fair. Something else that needs to be addressed are the number of people. And I can tell through the email that they're just curious and want to be tested. I just want to see if I have it. Do you have any symptoms? No. Do you have a cough? No. Do you have a fever? No. But I'm just curious. I want to see if I'm, you know, we don't have time for that right now. I am getting email from some people and they're saying that, you know, what should we do about these people? And my answer is, you know, there's nothing to be done about that right now. Let them worry about that at the testing site. Um, and, and again, I'm not trying to scold many people the way Governor Armando has scolded some people. And I'm not trying to accuse you of being like a Gladys Kravitz, but... There's an element of there's always some percentage of people like that that are not going to follow the rules. There just is. I mean, if you've ever worked in retail, there's, you know, they call it slippage. There's a certain amount that is theft that is always taken or damaged or you take it back, returned. It's not whatever it is. And, and it's going to be the same for this. And someone sent me um, a uh, thread from Facebook of these people that were saying that they went and got tested. And some of their friends were commenting to them, oh, I didn't know you were sick. They said, I'm not. I told them I had trouble breathing just because I was curious and I want to see what the test was. And it came back negative. Well, I mean, that is true. You're not wrong. It is a waste. It should not be used for that purpose. Uh, but we, this is like we have to pick our battles right now. We definitely have to pick our battles. Now, something else that I've um, been encouraging many of you to do. And again, folks, good morning. It's John DePietro right now. It's 1119. It's Holy Thursday, April 9th. Those on Facebook Live, you can see one has his cross out. Um, it is definitely a different type of holiday. But if I come across different things that I think would be a benefit to you, I'd like to pass it along. And I have been telling you about something that I started drinking when this happened. And I have just a little bit each morning. And it's called a Kyberry. And I'll spell it for you. A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I. A Kyberry. It's an antioxidant. It is produced and made right in Rhode Island. You can go to their website, akaiberry.com. A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com. And it is a blend fueled by disease-fighting agents, the Akai Berry. And it is the most powerful superfruits known to man. I'll tell you, you get energy. It keeps your body um, plenished with the proper nutrients in order to fight off a disease. The nutritional facts are incredible. I, I can't encourage you enough. Number one, to make sure that your body is prepared in case you got the virus. And number two, if you did get it, this is the type of... Um, juice drink, and it's delicious, by the way. I have just a little, little bit, just, I, I mean, a shot glass every morning, and it just gives you energy, and it gives you all the, the uh, virus-fighting antioxidants your body needs. Now, you can pick this up, Akai Berry. They sell it at Dave's. As a matter of fact, Dave's in East Greenwich is the biggest seller of this. Also, Venda Ravioli on the Hill has it. They are open for takeout. Now, those in the northern part of the state, there's a it's my health in Cumberland. They sell a Kyberry. And also the uh, main office of this is 50 King Street in Johnston. I encourage you to go to the website, akaiberry.com. I did share their page on my Facebook page. I encourage all of you, pick this up, a bottle for your family, even just one a week. Uh, and you don't need a full glass, just a small shot each morning, and it gives you a lot of nutrients. Now, good morning, everyone. It's John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show. And I want to play for you. So yesterday, many of you have heard, and I, and I give them credit, uh, during this pandemic, I think people can tell that, um, you know, you put politics to the side, right? Because the most important thing is for you to get proper information, I think accurate information. And this is a situation Every member of the media treats this differently. Uh, I don't know of any two media members that are approaching the story in the same way. But those of you that have followed me, and, and I have people that have been with me since September 11th, then obviously through the tragedy of the station nightclub fire, and then we had the floods in 08, and, and various things, the Boston Marathon bombing week. 
So, you know, what I like to do is try to, number one, give you the latest information, the most unbiased, accurate information, and really just provide information. That's how I view it. Now, again, everyone approaches it differently. But as a result of that, um, Governor Mundo is having a daily press briefing. I know there are, her approval rating right now, by the way, is the highest it's ever been. It's somewhere over 70% in the state, and that's very high. Compared, not every governor is like that, by the way. The governor of Florida is getting pummeled. There are certain governors that haven't approached it in the same manner, and they're having the struggles. And then you have some governors that actually uh, the people of this state see them as doing a very good job. And I mentioned some of them. The governor of California, the governor of New York, obviously, Andrew Cuomo, Governor Baker of Massachusetts. His popularity is... He's actually, I think, at 81%, somewhere up around there. But Governor Mundo is very high, and she is doing the daily briefings, and she tries to provide it with information. And it's 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 not easy because so many people have been thrown out of work. And I, I do feel for them with struggling to try to get equipment. But something that I, uh, there's so many people concerned, and there's, there's confusion about the hospitals. And so I want to ask, now you're hearing about and seeing these makeshift hospitals that are being set up. And... You know, there's one at the abandoned Lowe's, empty Lowe's in uh, in Quonset, and there's also they're talking about the convention center. I, I don't, we don't know if we're going to need them. I mean, the the best scenario would be as a result of everyone following the social distancing guidelines that we don't need them. But if they do, in some cities, right, New York and LA and other places, they are using these makeshift hospitals. But the question is, where are we now? Where are the hospitals right now? Because some people emailing me saying my friend is a nurse and she or he got laid off. What's the story with that? Well, elective surgery is not supposed to be going on. If you are aware of elective surgery and and you are certain of it, you have to provide me with some sense of proof that it's going on. Someone sent me, they're still doing elective surgery, such, such place. And what do I respond? I respond, how do you know that? Am I supposed to just take your word for it? People don't know. So... You know, you have to be able to back up some of these things. But the, the, the situation with the hospitals is very serious. And that's why I asked the question yesterday to Dr. Scott at the briefing. And I want to play it for you because this this is something to watch of everything that you're. Our next question is from John DePietro and also a question for you. It was announced that when the state hits 80 percent capacity at hospitals, the makeshift ones would be utilized. What percentage are we at now, and when do you envision we hit the 80% mark? Important question. Uh, That's an important question. Um, We are using a variety of mechanisms to be able to see when we need to expand to the alternate care sites um, that are working um, very quickly to be set up in place. Um, so I don't have the numbers specifically of the percentage of where we are now. We can certainly get back to providing that. But we are working closely with the hospitals to be able to surge their capacity um, first within the hospital settings prior to expanding to an alternate care site. So working with them, we have a targeted approach in terms of when it is necessary to expand to those additional sites while the hospitals continue to do the work that they have to um, plan for increased capacity within their uh, localized facility. We have both mechanisms um, being advanced forward together simultaneously. Now, folks, that was the answer yesterday. That was Dr. Nicole Scott. And I want to assure you, and again, good morning. It's John DePietro right now at 1125. I want to assure you that you want to do everything in your power over the next several weeks, if possible. Trust me, you do not want to have to go into a hospital right now. Hospitals in general, how many people listening right now, the amount of germs that are in a hospital, and I'm talking pre-coronavirus, right? Normal circumstances. Anyone that's ever spent any time in there. I mean, there are infections flying all over the place to begin with. There are mistakes that are made. The staffs are under pressure. The staffs are, you know, certainly stressed out, feeling that they were afraid that they may get it. Uh, Some are complaining about lack of supplies. I don't know enough about that. It seems to be different all over the place. There's there's, um, inconsistent messages, to say the least. But but you want to do whatever you can to remain healthy right now because people do. People have... Think of the last time you knew someone just within your own family that had to go to the hospital, had to spend the, the night in the hospital. For people still have heart attacks, people still have strokes, 
Uh, the domestic violence is up right now. There are people that are contained and they're fighting within their homes. I told the story of the man that decided to fix something in his garage. He fell off the ladder. And then, the, you know, the wife sent me an email complaining they had to wait a number of hours at the emergency room. In, in hindsight, be careful with the ladder. You want to do everything possible that you can right now. I Trust me, you do not want to end up, number one, in the hospital. And if, if we go to these makeshift hospitals, I, I just don't know what's going to happen then. Because if you've seen some of the photos of them, it's very daunting. I mean, you are talking, it's a cot. And, and you are wide open, the open, it's one after the other. It looks like a homeless shelter. I assure you, you do not want to have to end up in the hospital if there's any way you can avoid it. Now, also, I mentioned, someone asked me to replay it. Governor Raimondo did talk with President Trump on a, a press briefing, on a phone call, conference call they had. I'm going to replay that. And also, this battle that is going on right now uh, between Governor Raimondo and Mayor Alorza. Mayor Alorza is wrong. Mayor Alorza is trying to seem Relevant. Mayor Lawrence of the Mayor of Providence is causing problems. However, why would that be anything different than the way he conducts himself, right? Failing schools. He could not make it work with the 195 land. He is an ineffective leader. And I wouldn't even call him a leader. I would say he's an ineffective elected public official. So, of course, in a time of crisis, forget about it. He's useless. He's setting up these ridiculous things. They don't agree on the, the city park remaining closed, that, that is insanity to me. So people that live wherever, you need exercise. You should have the right to be able to go out. So he's saying, well, you can walk down the sidewalk, but you can't walk in the middle where they have like a little median where people can walk. I mean, why do you think they built that in the first place to get everyone off the sidewalk? So I'm anxious today to hear how Governor Raimondo is going to try to resolve that because they're trying to. This Emily Cromwell, Crowell spokesman, spokeswoman from Mayor Lorza saying we're trying to explore ways to open up certain areas. Listen, you have certain areas. And the police, you know, the police are busy enough. If they have to go and break up some people playing basketball, then then they have to do that. But you don't close it to everyone. He is the wrong person, in my opinion, to be in charge right now with what's going on. Now, also, um, some doctors are moving away from ventilators, by the way. There's so much information out there. I'm going to touch on that. I think that's a very interesting development. And then also, some of you are not going to like this. But the Wall Street Journal has a very rough editorial on the president this morning. And I, you need to understand, the Wall Street Journal, they have been a huge supporter of President Trump. And I mean huge, big supporter of the president. And they have a pretty rough editorial about those briefings at night. And as many of you know, if you missed it, we did have, and that was incredible yesterday, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Secretary Azar, he joined us yesterday he did two radio shows yesterday morning. One was Brian Kilmeade from Fox and Friends, who happens to be on also has clearance in New York on WABC. And then he also did my show. So we have that posted. I am in touch. It's, it's a difficult atmosphere in the White House right now because they they are it has been relentless. They are coming off um, the impeachment situation. They're still tired from that. Now they've been dragged into this. I don't mean dragged in, but it's been thrown on them. It is nonstop. It is seven days a week. It is 24 hours a day. And the situation so far is, is not manageable. It's a very, you, you would really have to have everything up and running in order to fully be equipped on something like this. And I'm going to touch on that. You know, but I, for those of you that, and I recognize some people just have this blind loyalty to the president. It doesn't mean you're being disloyal. It doesn't mean you want Joe Biden to be the next president. I mean, I, he's in hiding right now, right? If the president loses this election, I, I don't believe it's going to be because people want Biden. I think it's going to be they just don't want the president, right? Biden is just going to represent anybody but Trump. That's what he's going to represent. But for those of you, because some people have been, you know, oh, you're critical. Listen, you have to ask yourself, to me, in a situation like this, as far as operationally, who are some people that have proven themselves? And I'm not saying they, they get someone like Bill Belichick and put him in charge of anything. But I'm just talking about look at the way he runs the Patriots, right? He never is too high or too low. You don't see him fighting and arguing with reporters. Belichick has a chain of command. Belichick sends the instructions out. And Belichick gets the most out of people, and Coach Bill Belichick gets results. I think, just hear me out, in a situation like this, we need people like that. 
You know, like I said, I, I, I think it's a mistake putting the president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, in charge of anything. My God. I mean, is, is the father still in jail? Chris Christie put the, the old man in jail. His only claim to fame is he married the president's daughter. The president's announcing that his daughter, Ivanka, is, she's now going to be in charge of small business. And, and again, I, you know, I, I respect both of those individuals. But you have a lot of talented people in this country. And so I think there's a number of people you could tap for those positions who might just be better equipped than those particular individuals. I think you always have to look at, is there someone that could be better? And some people don't understand that because sometimes it doesn't mean there's something wrong. I always just try to look at, is there a way it could be done better? I sometimes have had people where I say, why don't we change this and this? And they'll say to me, what's wrong with the way we're doing it? And I like to say, you know, there's not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. What you want to do is look for ways better to do it. And I would just argue, I think in a situation like this, and I'm not saying Belichick is the most compassionate individual, right? I wouldn't say many of those, but he has those traits of efficiency. He runs a tight operation. Um, he's never too high or too low. I, I, I think we need, the White House needs some people like a coach, Bill Belichick. And I, I want to be very clear. I am not saying he should leave the Patriots and go work at the White House. I'm not saying that in any way. Um, and obviously, there are he's busy. I'm not saying he even want that job. But I just I think that it would serve the president to find individuals that that exhibit those types of traits. There are some people like that, and some of the people out there. I don't understand some of you that are very critical of Dr. Burks, who I think is brilliant. She, Deborah Brooks is a brilliant woman, and Dr. Fauci is absolutely an American hero. The guy is the most knowledgeable person in the world since 1984, serving six presidents. But because of people like Hannity and Infowars and Laura Ingram and oh, Fauci's trying to take over the world with Bill Gates and blah, 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 I'm telling you, the president is going to have some real decisions to make. If he wants to follow, and I, I like and have met Rush and I like and know, and know if Sean Hannity walked down the street and knows exactly who I am. Same, same thing with Laura Ingram. But President Trump, who I want to see successful here, who I want to see reelected in November, he has a real decision to make because the pressure on him by the likes of that crowd to, quote, reopen the economy. Folks, we don't want to go through this twice. There are certain parts of the country that don't have outbreaks. And I don't think they want outbreaks. You know, it's been very good through this, and I've talked about it, is Tucker Carlson. I think his coverage of this has been very consistent. He's been ahead of the curve on it. Uh, Michael Savage has been very good on that, even though now he's really only available by a podcast, The Savage Nation. But I'd be very cautious, some of those that are pushing the president to open too early. Think of and, – and, um, think of the mayor in, in Larry and the mayor of Jaws, right? If, if you – People are frightened now. There's panic. If you tell people it's safe to go back in the water and then you have massive outbreak again. And for many of you that are saying it's still a hoax and there are people I get your email. It's a hoax. It's Democrats. More people die in car accidents, blah, blah, blah. All I'm saying is tune into the news and watch when they cover the hospitals, because I I don't believe they're. They're inflating the numbers of the hospitals. If you believe that, then I can't convince you otherwise. If there are people saying, oh, that, they're not. It's all actors. Those people are actors at the hospital. Then, then I'm not going to convince you. Then you've gone with Alex Jones and the whole crowd that says, you know, 9-11 was a hoax. Uh, let's say Newtown, Connecticut, right? That was a- I mean, these people are like, checked out. So, now, folks, a way, something very important right now. And again, good morning. It's John DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Uh, you can always listen online. We did have a minor problem with the stream yesterday. I believe it has been corrected, but I'm not positive. But it was just such a deluge of people. We had the White House listening on the, or trying to listen anyhow on the stream yesterday. But that's why if you go to my website, this information, how you can listen. If you go to my Facebook page, I have a posted. Some people, I, I swear, they need everything directed to them. But something that I think is important you're going to want to look for is ways to save money. And I want to tell you a way that you can save money. Now, you're in the house and you're looking down the road, right? It certainly seems like it's going to be bumpy. Why not find out from AE Mazika Insurance Services? Let 
Scott and Alex, let them save you money. And I am willing to bet if Twin River were open, I would place a bet. If my bookie were on Federal Hill right now, I would go and make a bet that they can save you money. But even he's not working right now. Folks, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Mineral Spring Avenue in North Providence. Now, again, you can call them. No one is suggesting you have to go. John, they said, told me not to leave. Don't leave your house. I'm not saying that. They can do a free consultation over the phone. Look for them on Facebook. A.E. Mazika, M-A-Z-I-K-A, Insurance Services, 401-353-9300. 353-9300. They also have a website. It's aemazika.com. Why not let them help you save money? Free consultation on your life insurance, on your auto insurance, or your business insurance, or your home insurance, or your business insurance, or renter's insurance, whatever it may be. Uninsured motorist coverage, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today. Listen, your home, right? You might as well explore ways. Look for people that can help you save money. 401-353-9300. 401-353-9300. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Mineral Spring Avenue in North Providence. And check out their website, aemazika.com. It's John DePietro. And right now it's 1138. Coming up, we will have attorney Tim Dodd is going to join me next hour. And we're going to break out um, some of the legal issues that have been uh, going on through this whole situation right now, folks. That um, I, I don't know. I mean, at times there almost seems like you can be somewhat optimistic. Obviously not right now in, in Rhode Island. Because the situation continues to uh, to obviously um, get worse and worse as far as the numbers. But maybe there is reason for optimism. Another thing that I advise you do, the less trips you can do to the store, the better. That's why I'm glad I don't have to worry about uh, any form of bottled water. Water is so important to have in any situation. And this is the time to pick up the phone and call Water Filter Company. Find out how you could have a water filter installed in your home. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting... How about you give my company a call? Call the Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400. A Rhode Island family business since 1986. Folks, call them right now. 294-2400. Water Filter Company. At least explore having a water filter installed in your home. I'll tell you, it's a life changer. It's a game changer. You save money. Uh, you don't have to spend all that money on bottled water. And more importantly... The uh, illustration I put on the Facebook page, if you haven't seen that, that is very frightening. Where they're really starting to learn. Have you seen the photo? I did post it regarding a single cough and how it spreads across a store. If you haven't seen it, I did post it. And it's a video, a single cough. It spreads like a cloud across a supermarket and lingers for minutes. Now, I am going to hold it up to people on Facebook Live. See the green the green, that is the cough. Those are the particles. I mean, if that doesn't frighten you, and I don't understand. You know, someone said to me, what are we going to do about these people that don't wear masks? Well, these are the same people that don't get a flu shot. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do about them. Um, I, I don't think we're going to be able to do anything about them because they can't mandate making people wear a mask but, uh, or a face covering. But it is in a third model, a person coughs in a corridor bound by shelves, and it represents exactly what happens and how it goes into the air. And it takes several minutes for it to disperse. So the video, I do have it on my Facebook page, and I'm holding it up to those. See the green? Check that out. Everybody on Facebook Live, you can see it. But I did post the article on it. See those particles? That's a person coughing. And look at how much the particles go into the air. If you see that, number one, it shows you want to avoid the store as much as possible. And number two, you need to have, you need to wash your hands. And you also definitely need to make sure um, that you have some kind of a face covering. And and there's no foolproof of that, by the way. There's definitely, it's not guaranteed that you would not uh, come down with it. But at least it's it's some, some kind of 
mechanism. And the person that's coughing, that's the most important part about it. That What I just showed you, if, if the person coughing had the covering of the mask, they would not be spraying it out like that. So that was one of those things that I think they were wrong in the very beginning talking about that if you have a face covering or mask, it really doesn't do anything to stop it. But if the person wearing it is not putting that out there, then it, it could be effective. Now, I'm looking right now at Twitter. Mayor Bill de Blasio warns New Yorkers lockdown could last throughout May. Now, that we don't know. It's all still an unknown. Governor Mundo has said May 9th. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if anyone knows exactly how the is going to go. I am seeing, for instance, in New York, the governor is saying the curve is flattening, but they can't relax the rules just yet. And there will be pressure now. There will be pressure for people to, for the uh, officials to to lift some of the, um, I, I, I mean, part of this, I, 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 like many of you, I, I just don't know enough yet. I know that if we go backwards, I think it's going to be very problematic. And I'm going to say, stay with what I've been saying, which is, you know, you need more testing. You need also the temperature thing. The thing that I, I, another element of this that I think we have to adapt to is there are just people that just don't follow direction. There are certain communities. People are not wearing face coverings. They're not washing their hands. It is spreading. And I, I don't, I don't know what the, the solution is. These are, there are people that, like I said, people don't just grow a brain in a situation like this. If anything, you know, um, it, it's quite the opposite. People start to do things they normally would not do. People that people that show poor judgment continue to show poor judgment. So some of the other headlines, immune system going haywire, doing more damage than the COVID itself. More and more testing positive again. Now, that's something to watch. People testing positive again. Most New York cases came from Europe, and that is with President Trump still stopping those flights from Europe. So it is coming in. I would be very curious to see what happens Archbishop calls for mass exorcism. I don't think that's going to help. I am curious to see some of the, if you look at the map, there are parts of the country, the rural areas. Now, they have not been as as affected by it as much as obviously the inner city. But they're being told, oh, that's an inner city thing. You know, that's New York. That's Boston. Right. That's Los Angeles. You don't have to worry about these places. But a lot of those rural hospitals, they are not set up. The way the city hospitals are set up, I think that's a dangerous precedent to set. So I, I am, I understand the dynamics of we at some point have to reopen the economy. At some point, they have to start to loosen the regulations of some way, and they are learning from it. I think in some ways, um, but I think the rapid testing helps, the quarantining of those that have it, taking temperatures. I think there's certain protocol. I think everyone now is a little cautious being around other people, the washing of the hands. I I think under new social protocol, there will be an opportunity to reopen the economy. But I I like others feel that it's I I just don't think they should rush into it because what's going to happen in some of these areas where um, where some of these small towns in rural America. They, they are not equipped. If they get their hospitals overrun, it, it's going to be a major problem. This is not going to be successful if somehow it starts with the inner cities and then parts of, you know. Now, granted, it is all over. But if you look at the map, there are parts where people just haven't descended there yet. But there are people from the inner city that are going to some of these rural areas. And that's problematic. Now, maybe you're right now. It's uh, 1145. And, folks, you're wondering. Now, listen, Juan. I'm a business owner, and we need to clean our school, or we need to clean our business. You want to make sure you can depend on a reliable company, and I have one for you. It's Soul Source Restoration. Now, I've known Mike Seepy a long time. Soul Source Restoration, the coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for New England and California. If you're a business owner or just a homeowner or especially a school, any type of building, no one, there are six companies in the entire country that have the type of equipment that Mike Seepy and Soul Source Restoration, a Rhode Island company based right in Cranston, that they have. Coronavirus cleaning, disinfection service in New England and in California. And they do it all. And if you go to their website, soulsourcerestoration.com, he talks about, and he's so knowledgeable, microthermal fogging, 
electrostatic spraying equipment, they are also CDC approved. They use CDC approved EPA registered industrial strength disinfectant and with a broad spectrum kill claim. It's also pet friendly, environmentally friendly. And what they do, I also like with sole, S-O-L-E, like sole of your shoe, sole source restoration. Once the area has been cleaned and dried, they do the post cleanup where they determine and make sure all of it is out of your house. And they also come in full protective gear, head to toe. With PPE, respirator masks, uh, they are, without question, they have been established as the best. Now, I was speaking and telling the White House about them as well. If you're listening right now, call them. Sole Source Restoration. They are the best. With this type of situation, a lot of cleaning companies are still going with like some Ajax. And, and, and there's no proof that it's fully getting the surfaces clean. Sole Source Restoration. Call them. 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. Sole Source Restoration. Look for them online. Look for their website. They have a great website. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service, New England, California. They'll do your house. They'll do your business. And I guarantee you, 99% kill rate. But they have the type of equipment that will kill the coronavirus. Because some people uh, develop like a false sense of security thinking that what they've had cleaned is not, in fact, actually doing the job. Now, I also mentioned, I've been receiving email of uh, various people saying, could I replay Governor Raimondo um, speaking with President Trump? I do want to play that. And then we did have the, uh, the Secretary of Health and Human Services as well. But this is... This is President Trump speaking with Governor Raimondo on a conference call. Good afternoon, Mr. President. It's Gina Raimondo from Rhode Island. Hi, Gina. Hi. Hi, Gina. Hi. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gina. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Hi. Sorry about that. Good afternoon, Mr. President and Mr. Vice President. I also want to echo what others have said and add my gratitude for your transparency, and especially the Vice President, who's been very gracious and generous with his time. He has. Pence has been great. Right. He's been up from Walmart. That's great. Folks, the reason I play that is simply, I mean, you can hear that the president is very diplomatic. They are having all the governors on. This is a conference call with governors all over the country that they're doing. And the president outreach, I think that's where the president is effective. I started off the program by mentioning there's a very rough editorial in the Wall Street Journal about the White House. And as much as um, they may be upset about it, I think they should I think they should pay attention to it, because as I, I, I did mention, I mean, the Wall Street Journal, they have been a big supporter of the president. Big time supporter of the president and the fact that they are pointing out um, and the title of this is Trump's wasted briefings by The Wall Street Journal, no less. Now, think of that. I mean, they are someone they want to see the president succeed like many of you do. But it is time. Sometimes you have to change the strategy. And I think some of you just blindly go along with what the administration is saying. See, I'm all about nothing matters more than whether or not you win. I don't go along with these people that say, you know, if they lose, they lose. But at least they lose going out. And I, I don't I don't go along with that. To me, it's all about the win. But the Wall Street Journal mentions a friend of ours who voted for President Trump sent us a note recently saying she had stopped watching the daily White House briefing of the coronavirus task force. Why? Because they've become less about defeating the virus and more about the many feuds of President Trump. The briefings began as a good idea to educate the public about the dangers of the virus, how Americans should change their behavior, what the government is doing to combat it, 
They showed seriousness of purpose, action to mobilize public-private resources, and a sense of optimism. All true. This is Wall Street Journal editorial now. President Trump benefited in the polls, not because he was the center of attention, but because he showed he had put together a team of experts working to overcome a national health crisis. Now, Wall Street Journal continues. But sometime in the last three weeks, President Trump seems to have concluded the briefings could be a showcase for him. Perhaps they substitute in his mind for the campaign rallies. He can no longer hold because of the risk. People he resented, perhaps he resented the media. Adulation of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has been receiving for his daily show. Whatever the reason, the briefings are now all about the president. They last for 90 minutes or more. The president dominates the stage. His first-rate health experts have become supporting actors, sometimes barely that. Ushered on stage to answer a technical question or two. Vice President Pence, who leads the task force, doesn't get on stage for the last 15 minutes or so. That becomes the most informative part of the session. Since Pence understandably knows the details, the president doesn't. President Trump opens each briefing, running through a blizzard of facts and numbers, showing what the government's doing, many tests, masks, ventilators. Then he opens up the door for questions, and the session session deteriorates into a brawl between the president and his antagonists in the White House press corps. And I agree, they are there. And the Wall Street Journal writes, one of the ironies of the presidency is he claims to despise the press, yet so eagerly plays its game. Every reporter knows the way to get a TV moment and get a pat on the back from the newsroom is to bait President Trump with a question about his previous statement or criticism that someone has leveled against him. And the president always takes the bait. Now, on Tuesday, he was asked a tedious question why he compared the coronavirus to the flu. Instead of saying he had been hoping for the best, he got into a fight over the severity of the flu. This sort of exchange usually goes into a useless squabble that helps his critics contributes little to public understanding. Wall Street Journal now, president's outbursts against his critics are notably off-key at this moment. This is an impeachment, and COVID-19 isn't shifty-shift. It's a -a once-a-century threat to American life and livelihood. The public doesn't care who among the governors likes, likes Mr. Trump or whether the Obama administration fulfilled the national pandemic stockpile. There'll be time for recrimination. What the public wants to know now is what the president and his government is doing to prevent the deaths of their loved ones or help the family breadwinners stay employed. If the president thinks these daily sessions will help him defeat Joe Biden, he's wrong. This election is now about one issue. How well the public thinks the president has done in defeating the virus and restarting the economy. I agree. If Americans conclude he succeeded in a crisis, they'll forgive him for reacting more slowly than he and many others have in January. But on that score, voters will be persuaded what they see in their lives and communities across the uh, come autumn. They'll judge the president by the results, not by how well he says he did. If he wants to make his briefings more helpful to the country, here's our advice. Wall Street Journal now. Make them no more than 45 minutes, except on rare occasions. I agree. Let Pence lead them each day. Focusing on one issue or problem. I agree. Pence can take the questions. Mr. Trump can show up twice a week to reinforce the message. Maybe our friend who was a Trump voter might start start watching again. Now, I completely agree with that. And those of you that listen to the show know I've actually been saying that. And I know some people push back. I want to repeat. To me, this is all about what this is. Now, we, you know, right now, we, it's still April. But you get into April, May, June, and then boom, people start to decide. You don't want to be in a situation come summertime where you are trying to dig out of a hole. And I will tell you, in some of these battleground states, they have some work to do. Remember, the president needs to win states like Michigan and Florida and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Minnesota. They are paying attention to the polls in those states. They are. They have to. Do I think on a stage, and people talk about Trump's going to kill Biden the debates. What if people have already decided by then? What if, you know, the president has a lot going on? This is an uncontrollable force. But I do agree with that. And many of you that just blindly follow, you know, that he, it, it's like if you go to a Patriots game or you're watching the Patriots and they keep running the ball and they're getting hammered at the line, it doesn't mean you're less of a fan. 
if you think that Coach Belichick should should have should tell Tom Brady to start to pass the ball, even though Brady's not our quarterback anymore. But I think you get what I'm saying. It doesn't mean you just passively sit there, and no matter what they do, you say, I think that's great. Right? They throw an interception. That's great. It's not great. You know, or maybe there's certain people get involved. I think you understand what I'm saying. The, the Trump supporters, you, you have to adjust the fact what they're doing right now is not working. And so this is a time to change course. I just get concerned. There, is a, there are a lot of competent, very talented individuals out there that would like to help the White House. But the president has this is a time to use all the arsenals and people that he has. That's what I think. Now, remember, you can email me, John at DePetro.com. Folks, coming up next hour, you don't want to miss it. Tim Dodd, our legal expert, some of the legal stories of the week. And then coming up at one o'clock, Governor Raimondo. Now, you're in the home. You're at home. Maybe you are work, still working, what have you. But it's Holy Thursday. You want to be productive. I think you'd feel better if you were doing something to improve your home or your life. And something you can do is why not do some spring cleaning and let Brothers Disposal help you? What do I mean by that? Clean out your house. You're using your house more. You're at home. Clean out your house, your garage, your basement, your attic. Brothers Disposal, they can deliver a dumpster right to your driveway. You know, get rid of if this. If you don't do it now, I don't know when you're going to do it. This is the time. Clean out Throw away unwanted belongings or things you just don't use anymore. Brothers Disposal. Call them at 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. You can look for them on Facebook. Now, again, they will deliver a dumpster right to your home. They don't have to come in the home. Deliver it to your home. You put all your unwanted belongings in there. And then, boom, now you have all that space to enjoy. Unwanted belongings, old furniture, old Bikes, old toys, whatever it is that's clogging up your home or your basement or your attic or your uh, family room, whatever it may be, Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in the driveway, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook. Look for the purple and yellow. They have the Laker colors. It's Brothers Disposal. Call them today. Well, folks, what we're going to do is we're going to break for the 12 o'clock news. It's John DePietro. Stay with me. Quick update, 12 o'clock news. Tim Dodd on the other side. And then at 1 o'clock today, again, we will carry Governor Mundo's uh, daily press briefing. So a lot more ahead. Leave it right here. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen at the website, DePietro.com. Everyone on Facebook Live, I'll see you tonight. We'll be back for that. But tune into the radio. Tune into the radio, AM 1380. It's WNRI. The John DePietro Show continues. A lot more to go between now and 2 o'clock on this holy Thursday. And right now, we will get the latest with the 12 o'clock news, the national news, and then come right back with Tim Dodd.